Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport Magazine and Autosport.com, I'm Luke Smith, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Charles Leclerc continued Ferrari's recent resurgence as he beat Red Bull rival Max Verstappen to pole position in qualifying for the French Grand Prix on Saturday at Paul Ricard. Aided by some clever tactics that saw teammate Carlos Sainz provide him with a toe at the end of Q3, Leclerc managed to beat Verstappen to pole by three tenths of a second and set up the latest battle between our F1 2022 title protagonists on Sunday. Elsewhere, there was frustration for Sainz, whose comfort with the Ferrari was wasted by an engine penalty that will leave him at the back of the grid, and some confusion at Mercedes as it struggled to take the step forward that it expected to in France. Recapping all of today's action at Paul Ricard, I'm joined by Autosport Grand Prix editor Alex Kalnorkas. Now, Alex, we've got Charles Leclerc back on pole. It's been a little while, but he's uh, F1's qualifying king for 2022. is back on top once again at his second home race here. What did you make of Leclerc's display today? Yeah, isn't it something along the lines of that, actually, despite the fact he's from Monaco, Paul Ricard, he's, he's the driver that grew up closest to this. Oh, guy. really? Ah, kind of, kind of that's a good, a good little factoid there. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, great from, from Leclerc. I mean, um, there's, there's sort of a suggestion going around that Sainz, um, you know, if he didn't have the engine penalty upcoming, um, that maybe he would have been the lead uh, driver, lead Ferrari driver in qualifying. I think there's no, there's no disputing that he's driving excellently and it continues this really good run of form that Science has been in. However, let's remember back to Lewis Hamilton getting a new engine in Brazil last year. These things, the, these things do offer just in pure freshness a couple attempts, uh, you know, when, when used ultimately in qualifying for the first time. So I think we can, we can factor that in um, and maybe it balances out things a little bit between the two Ferrari drivers. Um, but there's, 
there's no denying that um, that they got things absolutely right when it came to Q3. The, 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 Q, the, the toe tactics uh, worked spectacularly. Although, to be fair, um, Max Verstappen was saying that actually, you know, there's a 0.3 gap between the two of them. He said the toe wouldn't, it wasn't all down to the toe, and, and Leclerc said it was only worth a couple of attempts. So, um, so yeah, uh, well done to Ferrari. And yeah, for Leclerc, I mean, as I'm sure we'll come on to you later, I think the race is looking quite tricky for Ferrari, but starting on pole is the best place to be. Ferrari tactics working spectacularly. That's not something we've said many times right. on this podcast this season. And uh, Carlos Sainz, he spoke after qualifying and said that I actually think it's unfair some of the criticism it's got on strategy. But it did get things absolutely bang on today, but it didn't actually go entirely to plan, particularly on the, the first runs in Q3. No, it didn't. So basically, um, it was always Ferrari's plan to do this all weekend. Science has revealed that, you know, he knew what he was going to do with the engine and he'd be starting at the back of the grid. So the plan was just progress through to Q3 and then give uh, Leclerc as much assistance as possible. Uh, but the way he was doing that was, uh, you know, if you looked on the outlap, they were running quite close together, but then they'd get to the final corners and Leclerc would drop back quite considerably. And the reason why he wanted to do that was because having another car run closely in front of, in front of you through the opening turns at Paul Ricard is not actually going to be that much of a massive help because it's a very technical as a section you're battling understeer anyway because it's slow speed corners the ground effect cars don't uh, work well there anyway plus you know it, it, it's difficult for all the teams and I'm sure we'll come on to, to Red Bull as well um, they've been struggling getting t- to get the tyres into the right temperature window so Ferrari seems to be doing that a little bit better but anyway Leclerc just wouldn't want to have the, the you know the front end of his car di- front end of his car disturbed which admittedly is less with the 2022 uh, rules packages but he just wouldn't want that happening anyway so uh, Science ran ahead in sector one, then slowed up through the uh, turn eight and nine chicane that breaks up the Mistral straight, uh, and then towed uh, Leclerc down the second half of the straight through scene and to uh, Le Bose. Uh, just before he got to that hairpin, he'd pull over dramatically in front of Leclerc. Leclerc would shoot round, having felt the full benefit of the tow. But yeah, the first time they tried it, despite knowing that was the plan, Leclerc said he didn't actually know where Science was going to pull off uh, ahead of him. But actually, they just got it a little bit too wrong. Leclerc ended up a bit too close to Science going into the chicane. And obviously, as we talked about in the first sector where that dirty air effect, as I said, reduced for this year, when that when that comes into play, he felt that cost him a little bit of time. So it didn't quite go as well. And in fact, Verstappen was only, I think it was 0.008 behind off the end of the first run. So uh, Ferrari perfected it for the second run. Leclerc praised uh, Science's clear and uh, open communication about where they could be better in terms of the toe. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and used it to, to great effect on the second run. Yeah, works very well for them today. In the media pen, we were talking to Carlos and Charles actually came up and interrupted our media call to say thank you to, to Carlos. And uh, yeah, he was uh, he uh, used a swear word when he was like, I'm not sure if he was going to get out of the way, but it was uh, yeah, a nice little moment between the two of them. Clearly a really good uh, relationship there. But of course, it meant that Red Bull uh, yeah, miss out on pole position with Max Verstappen. In terms of the struggles they faced today, we saw in Austria that um, the race pace wasn't quite there. Verstappen talks about the, the tyres and the balance. Was it a similar issue that hurt him in the fight for pole today? So yeah, it seems to be the trend when it comes to Verstappen and Red Bull and qualifying played out again. Basically, the latest uh, explanation you know about the car balance not being right I think as I alluded to earlier Red Bull has been uh, struggling quite considerably with understeer in the first sector and that's just because it is it is struggling as uh, both Verstappen and Perez who qualified third uh, alluded to it is struggling to get the tyres switched on um, as you want them at the start of the lap but the trick, in, the trick with that is then to keep them alive through to the end of the lap so that that's always the challenge at Paul Ricard, but it just meant that Verstappen we know is uh, doesn't like the understeery nature of the cars, particularly in slow corners in 2022. So he was struggling there, and then it's all it's all made um, sort of worse in one way, but better in another way by the fact that um, Red Bull throughout the weekend has been run, running a lower drag wing concept. So basically, that's going to add to your understeer problems in the technical uh, first sector 
both Perez and Verstappen were absolutely flying along the straights. They were good, like, I think it was 3.6, no, no, 3.7. Perez was faster than Leclerc in the speed trap, 3.6 miles an hour. Verstappen was uh, over Leclerc in the speed trap. So, yeah, that's where they got paid back. But then he's, he still felt that, obviously, as a, as a result of that, they were losing out in the high-speed corner. So, Lebose seeing things like that. And that's, that's ultimately where the difference was. But um, as well, I'm sure we'll come to you later, that should pay them back in the race tomorrow. Definitely. We'll see how that goes. One team that wasn't in the fight today was Mercedes. Coming into this weekend, there's a lot of expectation around them. Uh, rivals, Christian Horner in particular, as, as I think we would come to expect, was talking up Mercedes' chances. In the end, Lewis Hamilton ended up fourth. Uh, Sergio Perez got third for Red Bull. And George Russell ended up sixth, outqualified by Lando Norris. It did seem Mercedes struggled particularly with straight line speed today and actually ended up further off at a track where they were even themselves expecting to be a step closer. Are you a little surprised that we didn't see a bit more from Mercedes today? A little bit in terms of, like Silverstone, this is a front-limited track, whereas in Austria, and sorry, just to go back on the Verstappen um, uh, problems, in Austria it was the rear-limited, um, uh, it's rear-tire-limited layout that meant Red Bull, that's where Red Bull was struggling. Here it's front and limited and that's actually what Ferrari struggles with more but it's the same with Mercedes at Silverstone they were correspondingly better Lewis Hamilton had sensational pace in the race um, but actually I'm I'm not personally very surprised because I think this whole oh is Mercedes best chance to win here I'd never thought it was because why you know people were like oh but it's a similar layout it's a similar track characteristics to Silverstone where Mercedes was in the hunt yeah but it was only in the hunt because A, Verstappen was absent because he picked up damage and B, Ferrari cost itself a lot of time um, you know, getting in each other's way with its drivers and when Leclerc was in clean air even with a damaged front wing he was, he was going clear so yeah, I, don't, I think the, the, the chances of Mercedes' victory were probably overstated Christian Horner, you know, he's, he's, he's bound <laughs> to do these things why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, Mercedes still though it, it's updates, what, rather minor you know, it's got... Um, bigger uh, front brake ducts to help with keeping the tyres cool here which is a big tri- big challenge for all, all the teams uh, in terms of over a race distance um, and also just a little change to the floor they have helped but it was never a massive update package um, so yeah so I think they can you know they'll be disappointed obviously because you know that's a great team it's a great well run team with big, uh, big expectations and big targets and so much success that it's built up but yeah it's probably realistic as well and I think um, I think where Hamilton ended up in fourth is uh, is, is, it's no disgrace considering the, the, the problems that the team continues to face in terms of its pace deficit to the two front running cars. Yeah, Lewis explained after qualifying, said that the bouncing issue's gone now, basically, which is obviously a big step forward. But he just said, we're just not quick enough. And he said it was a beautiful lap that he pulled off at the end of Q3. And then you still end up eight tenths of a second off. So he was a bit perplexed by that. He said, if this continues as the form is at Paul Ricard, then it's going to be a long time until Mercedes wins again. But I think that, yeah, Mercedes for them, the work now is to see how much of an outlier is this? How how much is it down to just the sort of characteristics here? And uh, is it a sign of... Is it yeah, it's simply just not not going to be indicative of where things are going? Because obviously they've made such good progress in recent weeks. Um, I think just running through some of the, the midfield teams, uh, AlphaTauri, they expected a big step forward with their update. Pierre Gasly, though, dropped out in Q1. He said the car felt completely different between the two sessions. Uh, uh, sorry, going from Friday into Saturday. Yuki Tsunoda, he did make it through to Q3, so he was pretty pleased. Uh, McLaren landed Norris up in fifth, which he said was a really good reward. Uh, his pace was worrying, according to Fernando Alonso, who, uh, yeah, Alpine and McLaren so embroiled in that tight fight for fourth in the constructors. So I think that midfield fight is going to be something to really keep an eye on uh, tomorrow. But obviously the one we're really interested in is that battle for victory and how things will play out between Ferrari and Red Bull. 
you do a deep dive into the long run data from FP2 on Friday. What could you glean from that? And as you sort of alluded to earlier, what kind of old issue might hurt Ferrari tomorrow? Yeah, it didn't really didn't look very good for Ferrari after FP2, where basically Max Verstappen was was nearly five tenths clear every lap uh, on the long run on the on the on the medium tyre, uh, which is going to be the key race tyre. I think all the drivers, other than those trying to do the conscious strategy, will start on that. Pirelli expects it to be a two-stop race. That may change. You know, the pit lane uh, has changed ever so slightly, so it's added a few. Uh, it's basically, that they're not able to accelerate or you know you know. Uh, take off the pit lane speed limiter um, by um, a good few meters so that basically adds a good five or six seconds of race time so maybe that will encourage teams to try a one stop personally I think it's going to be absolutely roasting so I don't really see that being an option and as we saw last time out the reason why Ferrari and Red Bull were able to to always go for a two stopper particularly in Ferrari's case um, was because the gap to the cars behind was so big now obviously Mercedes are right there as opposed to having to come back through the pack but if they can if the top two teams can romp clear then that encourages them or you know gives them more flexibility in terms of being able to do a two-stopper but yeah the, the reason why Leclerc was so far off was that his tyre degradation was, was really, really really high now Ferrari was really bad with this at Paul Ricard last year you know the, 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 it really was a tyre degradation uh, race last year and Ferrari really struggled they had to spend lots of time in the subsequent weeks and months in the factory in the simulator working to be better at it and it, and it did make steps but, um, but yeah it, it appeared yesterday that an old, uh, an old uh, worry was coming back to haunt Ferrari again. Now, Leclerc insists the team has made a significant step, he says, on performance. Now, of course, obviously the fuel loads will have been different between Red Bull and Ferrari, or most likely. Um, engine modes, things like that, will all come into play. So, Ferrari probably will be better than what we saw in practice. That wouldn't shock me at all. However, I still think Red Bull starts to race as favourite, and it all comes down to that top speed advantage. So, with the lower drag setup. Red Bull always gains. Ferrari only gains in terms of low drag when it has DRS open as it's allowed to on the straights in qualifying. Can't do that in the race, especially if Leclerc is leading. And he also can't use what is Ferrari's advantage, and that's being quicker in the corners with a higher downforce car. He, he, he could do that, but what he'll do is he'll just eat through the tyre life of these fragile tyres. It reminds me um, of the 2020 70th anniversary Grand Prix. Those Mercedes cars totally clear of the Red Bull in a totally different league and yet Red Bull won because the higher downforce Mercedes package was going way too quickly through the corners the tyres couldn't cope and they just ate through them similar thing could happen to Ferrari if he doesn't get it right tomorrow so I think Red Bull will use that top speed advantage and the fact it's got two cars against one to, to really pressure Leclerc now again he may he may escape and be able to stay out of DRS threat but as we saw in Austria, when Ferrari was able to do the reverse to Red Bull, it was that pressure that meant Verstappen wore his tyres out. So, yeah, I think um, Red Bull, while disappointed not getting pole, probably uh, probably very optimistic for the race tomorrow. Looking in a very good position indeed, but we will see how things play out in tomorrow's French Grand Prix. Starts at 3pm here in France, 2pm back in the UK. We'll have uh, plenty of news and analysis going up online tomorrow on autosport.com throughout the morning to keep you busy and occupied ahead of the race and then obviously all of the post-race coverage live blog running during the race as well so make sure you stay tuned and be sure to join us tomorrow night for the full race review podcast we'll have uh, yeah the usual cast on there to go over everything from the french grand prix we will see you then and enjoy tomorrow's race 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.